0: what's going on everyone welcome to the omg my money podcast where we talk personal finance side hustling and sports cards welcome to episode two you can find the show notes at omgmymoney.com two and also check the episode notes where you'll find additional information from the episode and also how to connect with me What i'll go over in this episode is an introduction to who i am my background and i'll share some of the money moron moments especially during my 20s to start off i created the omg my money website in 2018. this wasn't the first website i created but it was the first website i created with a specific goal in mind one of my main goals was to hold myself accountable as I began to aggressively tackle my massive 77,000 student loan debt. The site was basically my way of journaling my debt-free journey and to hopefully bring some inspiration to others. I always read about how if you write down your goal, you're more than likely to achieve it, so at that point, I really had nothing to lose, so I wrote a blog post detailing my debt payoff date goal. The great news is that I ended up achieving my goal well ahead of schedule and I became debt-free more than a year ago in February 2019. Now let's rewind a bit to my college years and go through that period because this is where my first money moron moment happened and and from there it just kept getting worse and worse. I went to an out-of-state Big Ten school and I funded my education with student loans. Now... Even though the Big Ten School is a public school, if you were to attend it out of state, it was extremely expensive. So during college, um, I didn't work at all. Um, I funded 100% of my education with student loans. It was also around that time that the sports cards bug hit me again after years away from the hobby. I was still trying to understand that world again because it had changed so much since the mid-90s. So, if I had excess funds available from my loans, I started to buy sports cards. There was no rhyme or reason as to what I was buying, but in the next episode, I'll talk more about my sports cards background. After graduating, I got a full-time job at a huge company. It was well within the Fortune 25 companies. But of course, now I have this massive student loan debt to pay back. Like many new graduates, or at least for me anyways, who started making money, I thought I had it made I wasn't making even close to six figures but the paychecks were the most I've ever earned it it got to a point where I almost felt entitled you know like I make this money I work hard for it so I gotta spend it that was my mentality so of course I spent it all I lived paycheck to paycheck for years even several years after that once I hit the six-figure salary mark I Still live paycheck to paycheck. And unfortunately, right out of school, getting my job, getting the job at that big company. Unfortunately, this is where my financial decline starts to happen. Let's start with two major starting points here. Number one, I put my student loan debt into forbearance, which is when you're allowed to temporarily stop making payments. However, interest in my case would still accrue either way you look at it putting this debt into forbearance for months at a time years at a time was a terrible decision because i had the money to pay my monthly debt payment except i decided to use everything i earned on just stuff and part of that stuff included sports cards number two because i was living paycheck to paycheck despite earning a very livable salary I never invested in my company's 401k match. Now, as a reminder, I work for one of the biggest companies, you know, Fortune 25, easily within the Fortune 25. And for those familiar with the Fortune 500 companies, typically these companies, as well as a lot of the smaller companies, typically have a very generous 401k match. You know, minimum 3%, 4% um, company match. For me, I didn't understand or even bother to learn about investing or retirement accounts, let alone budgeting and saving. So while I was living paycheck to paycheck, the result of that is because I didn't understand setting aside money for investing, contributing to my retirement accounts, and to avoid living paycheck to paycheck, I didn't bother budgeting or saving money. So as a result, I said, screw it. I said, screw it all. I told myself I earned my money, so I'm going to spend it. This went on for about a minimum of five years. Yep, that means I didn't contribute to my retirement accounts, even the company match, and I didn't pay back my student loan debt during this entire time. The reality started to hit me because there was no way Living paycheck to paycheck, I could pay back my student loan debt. Remember, I had no concept of budgeting or saving or retirement accounts. So the paycheck to paycheck life affected my mentality on how I was supposed to pay back my student loan debt. Instead of educating myself about the topics I previously ignored, such as saving, budgeting, investing, I was overwhelmed. I mean, how could I possibly... Pay the seemingly unreal monthly payment to start paying off my massive $77,000 student loan debt. Nah, not going to happen. Every single piece of email that came to me related to student loans. Every single call that I received. Every single piece of direct mail that came in to my inbox. They were all immediately ignored, put in the trash. Basically, out of sight, out of mind, right? That, that seriously is how I took all this. I figured if I ignore everything, it'll just magically go away or something. I, I don't know. So what happens when you ignore debt? For me, I started to get collection calls. And as I ignored those calls more frequently, well, as well as all the mail that I was getting... My debt starts to get sold to other collection agencies trying to collect on my debt. And eventually that debt goes into default. So basically, I missed payment after or monthly payment after monthly payment for, you know, years at this point. Months at a time and then years. And essentially the debt goes into default, right? They've basically kind of given up on it in a way. But it didn't end there when the debt goes into default, this might be the worst thing that could happen to your credit. Here's what I personally experienced. Number one, my credit score plummeted. It dropped uh, significantly. Um, It went to under 500. I think it was maybe even, yeah, it was maybe between 400 to 500 something like that. Because Every time I missed a payment, I got dinged, right? So for those who have experienced a missed payment, you will see in your report um, the ding that you get. And I have had luck um, repairing my credit on my own by removing one-off missed payments. But in this case, I was missing consecutive payments for months and years at a time. Number two... Defaulting means late payment fees and penalties. I don't I really don't know what these amounts to, but I know these were added to my debt. Number three, some of the credit card issuers either lowered my credit line from the thousands to nearly nothing. In some cases, maybe a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars if I was lucky. But in many cases, they would close my account. Number four, if I wanted to get a loan such as an auto loan, I would have to compromise and either put a really big down payment, which of course I didn't have because I wasn't saving, or I would have to pay an extremely high interest rate. Yeah, you guessed it. I did the latter. I actually leased a vehicle and the equivalent of the interest rate for a vehicle or for a for a lease is called the money factor so you can still get you can still lease a car but you're paying for it for that really bad credit score through a really high money factor which is basically a really high interest rate i'm talking i'm talking double digits so yeah, it's uh it's just money moron moment after money moron moment after another one. It's just at this point it's unreal. Yeah, I know. So to recap up to this point, number one, I funded a hundred percent of my out of state college education with student loans. Number two, I got overwhelmed with all the debt I accumulated after graduating. Number three I lived paycheck to paycheck despite a decent salary, even when I started hitting six figures in my 20s. Number four, I ended up defaulting on my loans because I was missing payments years at a time. And lastly, number five, I didn't invest a dime into a retirement, retirement account, including the company match for at least five years. And I had a very generous company matching policy that I never took advantage of for a minimum five years. So now fast forwarding a few more years out of my 20s, I think the government had had enough of me not paying back my student loans. So I received this letter and it was unlike any other letter I've received uh, regarding debt collection. It made me want to open it. You know, all the other times, previous attempts, I always... Would just not even open it. It would just go straight into the trash. Um, but this time it made me want to open it. Well, it turns out it was the government sending a letter threatening me with wage garnishment. So basically, what that means is uh, the government would have the right to deduct from my paycheck to pay back uh, the debt, right? The student loan debt. The first thing I do is I went on Google. I mean, was this for real and it turns out yep it was for real i started thinking about oh my goodness what happens if my wages are garnished and my company hr gets wind of this will i get fired will i get called out all of these scenarios were going through my head and this was literally the moment i started to get more serious about at least making my monthly payments so after months and years of ignoring my debt this one letter This one little moment in time basically changed the course of what I would eventually become, which is debt-free. I signed up with a loan service provider and my monthly payment ended up being a little less than $900 a month. And at that rate, it would take, well, (laughs) forever to pay off my $77,000 loan. I don't exactly remember. I'd have to go into the loan service provider, which I still have access to to see um, if I did the income driven option or if I just did a straight up payment. Um, but in any other case, I remember it being less, it was a little less than 900, um, maybe mid like 850 or something like that. As I was doing the calculation, I mean, if you do the simple straight up math, 77,000 divided by, nine, by 900 and that doesn't include the interest that continues to accrue, you can quickly calculate how long it would take, right? So for me, thinking about paying off my student loans well into my 40s completely deflated me. I went through the emotion of paying that monthly payment for I think a couple years until one day in 2018, which is when I started omgmymoney.com. I randomly decided decided to fire up the podcast app on my phone. I mean, it was really random, just a random day um, in early 2018. And before that year, I had never bothered to hit that podcast app on my phone. I have a folder on my phone called Useless and that podcast uh, to consolidate my apps, right? So that podcast app would sit in in that Useless folder that I created on my phone. But this one day I decided to open it and thank goodness... Um, I did uh, because ever since then I've been listening to literally hours of podcast episodes every single day since then I have not missed um, an episode for me it's uh, it's like an ambience right sometimes it'll well definitely a lot of times it would um, be background noise in some cases I would have to rewind multiple times because there's some valuable nuggets that I want to jot down really quick Anyway, um, I started to search for podcasts on personal finance and then started to find podcasts around side hustling and financial independence. The first podcast I started listening to was the Dave Ramsey Show. Very popular show, very well known, uh, very motivational. I no longer listen to that podcast because since being debt free, I felt like I needed to graduate from that podcast. And if you're not familiar with the Dave Ramsey Show, Um, you know, he goes over or he constantly hammers in the point of the baby steps. And basically it's for those who are just trying to get out of debt, right? It's, it's a system, it's a way to put you on a path. And for a little bit, you know, I, I, I was open-minded about that, but for me, it wasn't really the steps that, that I took advantage of. That said, that podcast is what got me motivated. What got me to where I am today as being uh, debt-free after going through what I did. Obviously, it's all self-inflicted, um, but going through the default terrible credit scores, all those money moron moments, um, I finally become debt-free, my credit score is great, blah, blah, blah. But as I was listening to hours and hours of that podcast, I got attracted to the section of each episode, uh, each of that podcast episode, in which everyday people shared what's called a debt free scream. So, in each episode, in each of that podcast's episode, you know, they'll bring on or I think read stories, but sometimes they'll have like a live audience. Um, And it's just everyday people who have. Um, been given a place to share their story um, about being debt free, and then literally they'll do a scream. These screams were incredibly motivating to me, especially hearing so many of these debt free screams from those who were making a lot less than I was and was paying off their debt. Some of whom had six figures worth. You know, I was almost at six figures, but some of them had, some of these people had much more than I did. But they were also, they were quickly paying off these these debts, so that that one podcast kind of just ballooned into creating a a website, being motivated, driven to make more money um, outside of my job, um, as well as becoming um, debt free today. Now, fast forward to today, after more than ten years of Working my way back from all the money more moments I had. I am debt free, paying off nearly seventy seven thousand dollars in student loans. I am now fully funding my allowable retirement accounts. I'm funding taxable accounts. I'm fully loaded on my emergency fund. I'm continuing to build up what I call an opportunity fund, which includes a real estate fund and i'm now just being a hundred times smarter with my money currently i work full-time as vice president of digital marketing at a fairly large company it's well within the fortune 500 and i'm enjoying my work for three reasons number one i get to work in a field i'm very passionate about i'm definitely in the minority because i studied marketing in college and i've been in the marketing field since graduating early on i was an analyst and it was really around direct mail right snail mail marketing but very early on in the mid late 2000s i realized okay there, there's going to be a shift here right it's not just going to be direct mail but there's a shift happening to the online marketing space or digital marketing space so that was when I realized, okay, I can't keep doing this for this huge company that I was working for, um, and let's see what else is out there. So now, you know, at, at that point, I'm doing some side work to better understand, be more knowledgeable about digital marketing, and then I finally get um, a, a salary, a paid salary job um, doing digital marketing, and it just kind of keeps growing from there. Number two, I get to continue learning and expanding my existing knowledge set because digital marketing is ever evolving. I mean, the online marketing space. So think about things like search engine optimization or SEO, um, paid media, which includes paid search, programmatic display. All of these things are always changing. The rules are changing. New technology is being built. Um, so it keeps me on my toes. It's something that keeps me excited because I get to always learn more about this industry and build upon the existing knowledge set that I've built over these past this past decade. And number three, as a marketing executive, I can continue to grow as a leader, inspire others. I'm lucky to have some mentors or people that I can just talk to very honestly and ask for candid feedback back to me in which you know over the years that conversation has shifted right so it's become okay I, I want to become a marketing executive how do I get there now that conversation has shifted to okay there, there's definitely some of that right I need to continue to perform and all that stuff but I want to become and I really enjoy grooming a team becoming a leader having a voice within the company that people look to as a subject matter expert that's something that i really like so as a marketing executive that leadership growth um being an inspiration and to to the team and seeing the team grow evolve um, and eventually those team members be becoming um and growing themselves professionally and personally personally that's something that i have started to really really enjoy that said i'm always looking to learn and make extra money through various side hustles i'm constantly trying new ventures and figuring out which ones are worth pursuing and which ones i'm not enjoying as much i typically learn by doing but over the past year i've really tried to take the next step and not waited for perfection to happen this podcast journey to launch is a perfect example of that because it's something i've always wanted to do or try and i've always talked about it but it was only recently that i stepped up and i decided okay i gotta stop planning it i gotta stop listening to different podcasts reading blog articles and just take action from all these side hustles if it means i lose a few hundred dollars or several hours of my life trying trying to do that side hustle then so be it but now i know better because i took that step it's scary don't get me wrong it's scary there's there's anxiety built behind that but repetition is helping me overcome that fear and i'm hoping it translates to this podcasting journey from all the well-known podcasters that I've listened to in the personal finance side hustling space, every single one of them have been embarrassed about their first several podcast episodes because they're still trying to find their voice. And hearing those stories really made me feel comfortable about just jumping in. And that's how this got started. The side side hustles that I currently have, there's a few of those and I'll I'll quickly go through those. Um, The first one is real estate, Um, but I'm shifting from fix and flips to rentals with my desired sweet spot being single family residences in the suburbs. Um, The second one is flipping, meaning buying and selling items. Um, But the buying and selling items include sports cards especially and then clothing as well. And the last thing is consulting and digital marketing and credit card marketing because of my financial services background. So that's more kind of a one on one type of thing going on. Those are my main side hustles, but I do have a few other things. You know, I, I guess you can throw in a few websites that I have um, in addition to omgmymoney.com. That's un- My other websites are completely unrelated to personal finance, but I do have those running. But I-, I consider that more of a passion project, uh, but I-, I do have several other things going on the side. In the next episode, you'll learn more about my sports cards background and my passion for this hobby. Before I wrap up this episode, I have a couple asks. Number one, if you don't mind supporting the podcast, please share this podcast with your network Rate the podcast, review, and please subscribe. This helps more than you'll ever know. And number two, if you have any favorite quotes that you love or get some inspiration from, please share them with me and I'll read them in the upcoming episodes. As a reminder, you can find the show notes at omgmymoney.com two. If you ever have any questions, please reach out to me. I'll answer and reply every single time. This show is about you and I love to see this community grow. Let's learn, improve, inspire, and collaborate. Thanks for listening. See you.